I'll do a quick intro. They will get to edit all this stuff out. Do you have any questions, Randy, before we begin or anything like that? I, w- I wasn't paying attention to anything you just said. That's that's fair. That's also <laughs> kind of what I expect. Hello, everyone. It's Cards Cards uh, with uh, Birds in the Black podcast, but this is a special series of the Birds on the Black podcast. Uh, we're calling it... Uh, I forgot what we're calling it already. So now I just have to sit here for a second and think. It's... Uh, Oh, uh, yeah. Relatively speaking. So welcome to Relatively Speaking. What Relatively Speaking is, is we're going to actually talk to a relative of a cardinal or a former cardinal and get some uh, behind the scenes information on that cardinal and also find out what it's like to be uh, the relative of these particular players. What is it like to be their mother, son, uncle, brother, whatever it happens to be? So uh, without any further ado, this is where we would have had Tara Wellman give us her um intro song, but she hasn't written it yet, so I'm just going to be like, relatively speaking, it's relatively speaking, the birds on the black blog gives you relatively speaking, and that'll be our intro song for today, so I hope all of you enjoyed that. Uh, today, we have with us Randy Jerko, um, or or Giorko, if you guys maybe just only read this sort of thing, the older brother of Jed Jerko, and we also have with us Lauren Bundy, because she, of course, is Jed Jerko's number one fan, um, and uh, we have to do this separately over recording, because there there is a little bit of a police incident. We want to make sure that uh, Lauren stays 2,000 feet away. I believe that's the proper thing, but uh, welcome, both of you. What's happening? Hey. Hello. Howdy. I'm sure Lauren loved being silent while I was insulting her in that way. Uh, oh, yeah. So, <laughs> so, Randy, first of all, you work on the radio, right? I do. I work for a company called West Virginia Radio Corporation. Right. So this is basically uh, the worst thing you've ever done. This is a major step down for you to sit here on a stupid Skype and talk with us. So we really appreciate you being here. Uh, what, can you give us a little background on the Jerko family, where uh, where Jed fits in? Because I know you have like 45 Jerkos and he's the youngest by 20 years or something like that. There's three brothers. There's only three brothers. I'm the oldest. There's a middle middle brother, Scott, and then Jed's the youngest. He's seven years younger than I am. There's a bunch of cousins. It's and you guys are a bunch of athletes, right? Um, Jed and Scott were. I was all right, but not not to that level. The middle brother, Scott, played uh, Division One football for West Virginia University. And, and the linebacker, and then Jed obviously is where he is, and then. I kind of golf every now and then. Kind of golf. That's impressive. Okay. Yeah. And you're, you're growing up. Uh, you have this younger brother who is seven years younger than you that is later going to ascend and be a professional athlete. At what point were you all of a sudden like, holy crap, my much younger brother is much better than I am? Oh, just because of the age difference, he wasn't, he wasn't really better than me until he was in high school. Really? And, and it, yeah, well, just seven years is a long time. I mean, when when I was in high school, I would have been 16 or 17. He was 10. So, I mean, I'm not going to admit that a 10-year-old was better than me. <laughs> by, the time, by the time he was 15 or 16, I was 22 or 23, which means I was in college. So the sports took a backseat to much more important things Women? like natural light. Yeah, okay. That's fair, too. That's fair. Um was he amazing throughout, like, before he was 15, when we were talking about a little leaguer here, or are we talking about traveling teams and, and scouts coming out at young ages, or? Yeah, well, not so much the scouts, just because Morgantown wasn't, it's not really a hotbed for talent, so it it was kind of an untapped place where he traveled around, and obviously he was, he was ridiculous at, at Little League. I mean, he played with the 11 and 12-year-olds when he was nine, uh, a really funny story is that parents were not going to allow him to play t-ball when he was five because they said that he was going to hurt somebody. So they just literally were not going to let him play for an entire season. Oh, my Lord. So, ex- oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. <laughs> oh, I was going to ask him. He excelled at a lot of other sports, right? Um, what else did he play? We, we all grew up playing all three sports just we, we like the well-roundedness of playing football, basketball, and baseball. But 
Jed was obviously a really good baseball player, and then a lot of people don't know this just because when you look at him, he doesn't look like a basketball player, but he was actually first-team All-State in West Virginia his senior year of high school, and uh, a couple other guys on that first-team All-State team were O.J. Mayo and Patrick Patterson that play in the NBA, and he's the all-time leading scorer of our high school when it comes to basketball still. I was going to say, you're still talking about basketball there when I haven't gone yep. to other... Okay, that's good. want to make sure... This is a clean show, Randy, so let's remember that. What did that. I say? No, I, I just didn't know how much he was scoring in other areas, so... Oh. <laughs> I, I can't answer that. You can't answer That's good. No, we can't get that far behind the scenes. I got it. Probably more than I was, so... <laughs> All right. Oh, he passed you there also. Got it. <laughs> good to know. So tell me a time when he... Your brother's... And I know there's a seven-year age difference, but what is a time when he really pissed you off or you really pissed him off or something like that? Some sort of fight growing up. Oh, we used to beat the shit out of him all the time. <laughs> that's what older brothers do, right? Absolutely. I mean, I'm I picturing him in a cradle and you're just wailing job. on him. It, it's, it's the parent's job to raise the kids with values and everything, but if you have older brothers, it's their job to make you tough. <laughs> Did he ever try so, to come back at you? Oh, yeah, all the time. Yeah, I could picture him today. I mean, he has a baseball bat. They're, he's, they're scared he's going to hurt kids when he's five years old. I mean, yeah. I'd be scared if I were you. Nah, he's an older brother complex. <laughs> I wasn't going. I wasn't going to be afraid of him. I mean, there were times that he actually went after us with tennis rackets and <laughs> and baseball bats, but he wasn't fast enough to catch us. Well, just even if you were fast. scared, you're not going to admit it, right? Right. That's all this right. stuff. Right. No chance. <laughs> so how much we do you think just, you we beating him up turned him. him into the guy he is today? What's that? How much do you think you beating him up turned him into the guy he is today? I like to think that it was a part of it. I mean, I obviously don't think it was an overriding thing, but I, I think it more than physical or anything else, I think it instilled a mental toughness in him that it is pretty hard to is pretty hard to beat and match and he's the most competitive person that I've ever met in my entire life. Like I'm competitive. Scott is competitive, but Jed and maybe my dad are the only two people that I would confidently say like, yeah, they're way more competitive than we are, but Jed's on another level. It's and, everything. And he was he always like that. Everything. Yes. It has I mean, always been like that. Is there like family monopoly games where people are throwing pieces and stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah. It's everything. It's video games. I mean, Obviously, you guys know this story from last year, but it's pretty well known that ping pong can get pretty competitive, video games, chess. It, it doesn't matter what we do. Like, I'm not going to try to let him win, and he wants to beat me more than anything. <laughs> so, and you guys still do this, right? There's Are there family ping pong tournaments now? or Not so much now, but any time that we get together and do anything, whether it's golf or anything else then yeah there has to be something on the line like we can't just show up and do something just to be nice and just to be around each other there has, somebody has to win and then somebody has to rub it in the loser's face <laughs> is there something he just can't beat you in is there something you excel in that that's just your game it used to be golf but not anymore he plays more than I do in the off season now so <laughs> I, I honestly probably not so right you're just a loser at everything at this point yes compared to him yeah i like to think that i'm pretty good compared to normal human beings but <laughs> compared to a professional athlete yes I'm, I'm at the bottom of the barrel did you ever hope you were going to be a professional athlete was that an aspiration ever in you of course it was yeah we, we, we grew up playing sports that was that was the end all be all that's what everybody wanted to be when the teacher went around you know, and asked us what we wanted to be growing up. If it was basketball season, we said we wanted to play in the NBA. If it was football season, we wanted to play in the NFL. You know, and then obviously in the summer is we want to be baseball players. So when did that dream die for you then? When when, when did that it go away for you? dream died for me in high school. Which is pretty typical, I'd say. Uh, I think so. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, it was high school once I realized, like, I got there and I was like, I was all right, but I wasn't even great at you know, a high school in West Virginia. So I, I pretty much packed up the bags there and realized, like, I may want to start studying or try to figure out what else I'm good at because this <laughs> isn't going to work. 
And I'm assuming that, um, you know, now kids in, back in Morgantown, are they, do they look up to Jed? Everybody there knows who Jed is. Is that like the guy that people really want to be in your hometown? Yeah, I think so. I mean, we hear it a lot just because I have a seven-year-old son who now plays basketball and baseball. So a lot of times when we're when we're around there, people will recognize the last name more, and they'll ask about Jed, and they'll say that they've been following him, and they look at the box scores, or they try to watch the games. So there's a lot more of that. I, I know it's terrible as like a parent because you used to have that safe hazen whereas my son would be like hey i want to be a baseball player growing up i could always be like listen like let's be real like that's not going to happen like, <laughs> right, right. Happen around here. So maybe focus on something else but like he'll just say well uncle jed does it <laughs> and and i have no rebuttal right that's it that's it so do, are, do, you, do you find that there are actually cardinals fans around town just because of him there are more because of him, but there's strangely a, a, a lot of St. Louis Cardinals fans around there, and I think that's just because of the, you know, some of the older crowd and just the fact that the Cardinals have been such a national team. They're, they're not a regional team. So there's actually a lot of Cardinals fans, and I work with a ton of them. The uh, president of our corporation is originally from East St. Louis, and there's two other people that I work with that are from that are from St. Louis, so there's actually always been a lot of Cardinal stuff in the office, which before Jed was traded to St. Louis, I hated. Really, really, well, really. We grew up Pittsburgh Pirate fans. So what yeah. was yeah? What was the reception though when he was traded to St. Louis and all these Cardinals fans are around you? They were ecstatic. Like I, I, they, like they were pumped. Like they wanted to know everything. Like he called me and told me that he was traded. They were getting ready to announce it. He wasn't sure who for. He just knew that it was an outfielder. He didn't know if it was a major league outfielder or a minor league guy. So I went and told one of my buddies that I worked with, and I said, hey, man, you can't say anything, but, like, Jed got traded to the Cardinals. And he was going nuts. And then he, of course, went for who? (laughs) And I said, he doesn't know an outfielder, doesn't know what the level is. And that guy immediately went, I bet it was for John Jay. Yeah. Yeah, and then and he got even more excited. Turned turned out to be true. So, <laughs> so I got to ask: Do you see any of that competitive fire in any of that next generation of kids? I mean, you have you have several kids. He has several kids. Are, are any of them starting to go with the? Oh no, we're scared they might hurt someone in t-ball. Not yet, but my, yeah, my son's pretty. Cool competitive he doesn't like losing or he doesn't even like missing a shot at basketball like he gets he gets ticked off and i have to try to calm him down and be like yeah with basketball like you're gonna miss right. a, shot. Hey, give us right. a lot yeah so and he asked all the time we when he played t-ball when he was five they didn't keep score but i know at one point i walked over and i said all right guys this is the last inning and call who's five and colin said we're winning fourteen to seven, so we need to score some more runs. And I just looked at, I just looked at the other guy that was helping me coach and just smiled. And I was like, I, "Hey, man, we just got to go with it." We're in t-ball. We're only up by seven, boys. Let's put the pressure on. I like that. That's good. Exactly. So, where did you guys learn your sports from? Is this all from your dad, or are there other members of the Jerko family that have that kind of instilled what you've you've learned? It's yeah, it's a hundred percent from our father. He's really good athlete growing up, but his parents didn't. I guess they didn't want to deal with all the travel and having to take people because they had, I think, six kids. There was like five boys and and a daughter, six and one. So they didn't have time to take them everywhere. So they just told them all that they could choose one sport to play, and that's the only thing that they were going to take them to. He chose basketball for most of his life, but then he started to play softball and do stuff like that. And he's, it seems ridiculous, but he's kind of a legend around Morgantown to slow pitch softball. I know how that is. Trust me. So it's, it's from him. And then as soon as we were, as soon as we were old enough to do anything, he immediately signed us up for t-ball, basketball, football, and that's where we got it from. So was he an infielder? How did Jed become an infielder specifically? Well, I th- most of the time in, 
in, in Little League, your best players are going to play in the infield. And Jed was usually the best player on his team, so at that point you usually play shortstop. Yeah, shortstop so pitching, that, yeah. That's just kind of where he was, and he liked it, took to it, and never really liked playing the outfield much, so he just kind of always did the infield, and then he got his freshman year of high school, he ended up starting for the varsity team at third base because they had a senior who was a shortstop, and then they played American Legion, which I'm assuming you guys know of and have around the country, and the Legion coach uh, just told my dad that he goes, I'm going to put Jed at shortstop, and my dad was like, he's he's only 15, there's a bunch of older kids on this team, and the guy said, well, I'm going to put him at shortstop until he proves that he can't play there, and then he played shortstop every game for four years. So, all right, so then there had to be, you had to know at that point, like when you were in high school and you are going, okay, you know, there are some people that are better than me and maybe this is it. Well, if he's playing shortstop every day starting at 15, that's got to be some sort of sign that, okay, he's at least moving on to college. There's at least a chance here of professionalism. Yeah, yeah, I would say that that's probably true. I think at that point we realized, like, like you just walked around and you're like, like he's holding his own against, you know, I mean, almost grown men, 18, 19-year-olds, and he's still one of the better players. So it was like, we may have something here, and you, know, you definitely thought college maybe get drafted out of high school. Who knows? Uh, and then he ended up not getting drafted out of high school, so he went to West Virginia University just because it's it's here in Morgantown. He was able to stay at home. We could go to all the games, and then he had a ridiculous freshman season where he was a freshman All American, hit over 400, was the Big East Conference freshman of the year, and I think at that point. You know, we kind of started talking amongst each other, like, like he, he has a chance here. Uh, and that's when you became a lot nicer to him and stopped beating him up? No. <laughs> I didn't beat him up at that point. He, he, could, he could beat me up at that point. By the time he was in college, I wasn't trying that. But, no, we were still hard on him, of course. I, I still am. You still am? He's a multimillionaire, and every time I see him, I still am going to make fun of him about something every single time. <laughs> So what was it like when he was drafted? And he was drafted in the second round, so you had to know it was coming. When did you find out? This is before the baseball draft was this huge televised event and people are following in. Did you know the Padres had interest in him at that point? We had no idea. That was the draft that uh, Jed was in the same draft as uh, Bryce Harper and Manny Machado and all them so they televised the first round and at, at that point he thought that there was a chance because he had worked out for a couple teams they they televised the first round and then the supplemental round was shown on TV but they didn't televise the picks and everything but they showed the picks as they came in so he thought that there was a good chance that he may go there because he had heard from a couple teams so we watched it down in mom and dad's house just because we were like, well, this is a chance. You know, we may as, well, may as well see what's going on. He was getting texts from his agent, and at one point his agent told him that blah, blah, blah was going to take him if he was still there at, I think, 43, and I think that was Tampa Bay. So we were like, so we were getting excited. Yeah, Florida sunshine. And, you know, and then it got to like pick 40 and it was moving there was only like a round, a minute between picks and Jed didn't hear from his agent so he knew something was up so it didn't happen that night so they started the second round the next day and it was all done online it was all done over the internet and so I called off work and just I think me and mom and dad and Jed's girlfriend at the time who is his wife now and my brother Scott went down and San Diego Padres called and his phone rang and they said hey if you're still there 100% we're taking you with the 59th pick and we were going what's going on what's going on and Jed's like oh just you know hearing some stuff he didn't want to tell us really <laughs> you know and then and then we heard you know over the internet 59th pick San Diego Padres so like you know Jed Jerko infielder West Virginia University and we just went bananas I've been. That must have been quite a moment. 
it was awesome. It, it was one of the coolest things I've had to experience yet. And in 2013, he was not a late season call up. He actually made the team out of spring training in, in 2013. I, was that his, was that his first spring training with the major league club that he made it out of? He he done what a lot of other guys did, a lot of the other minor leaguers. He had been to the major league camp, but that was the first time that he had actually gone there and stayed the whole time with with a chance to make the team. Uh huh. And w- was able to make the team and was their starting second baseman on on opening day that year and they opened in City Field in New York City against the New York Mets the day after Easter and I think that was about as close as I've come to just crying just out of sheer joy for something that someone in my family had done that hadn't been sad until my kids were born. So tell us about the first game you guys got to go watch him. What was that like? Surreal. But because it's what all of us had dreamed of doing. And we just thought it was unattainable. And even though he had had, you know, a lot of success most of his life and had a really good collegiate career, had a really good couple seasons in the minor leagues with the Padres that were still until what happened there was always the chance that like hey man like this may just not work out you've heard stories of people that have had pretty good minor league seasons that just hadn't worked out never got that chance so when we showed up that day you still kind of until you saw him out there and he got his first at bat which luckily happened in the top of the first inning so we didn't have to wait very long with all the butterflies it was still like we were just snapping pictures left and right and then that happened and it was like holy cow I mean he grounded out the short his first time up but still it was like he's like officially a major league baseball player and it was crazy and he struck out first hit sorry no yeah well the second at bat he he struck out so I'm sure you were able to mock him for that and then it was what we did is um me and my brother Scott were sitting there and we were talking after his first at bat I said alright I'm going to give one more at bat and if he doesn't get a hit I'm going to start drinking <laughs> <laughs> and Scott agreed so Jed struck out in his second at bat so we went up and bought the tallest Bud Lights that they had <laughs> were like 24 ounces and came back and my mom was like what are you doing and I was like changing Jed's luck like, we're going to start drinking and then he doubled down the left field line his third time up. So we cheers each other. And and then I honestly don't – I think I blacked out for like five minutes. So it was all thanks to you he got that hit then. You guys changed his luck. I think so. I, I'm not a huge believer in the fate, destiny, all that kind of stuff. But I'm going to take credit for that one for sure. But yeah, this appears oh, yeah. to be another time when alcohol has solved a the problem. There you go. So how often, I know that San Diego is obviously almost on the other side of the country from you guys, but how often did you guys get to make it out there to see him? I mean, I'm assuming you guys probably get to a little more now since he's closer, but did you guys get to make it out there at the beginning of his career very often? I went to San Diego his second year out there and when he when he had his twins, when, when his twin boys were born, I went out mainly to see them, but went out there in baseball season and had booked my flight and traveled out with an uncle who just wanted to go to San Diego because he'd never been before and he wanted to go see Jed and, and the boys so so we booked our flights you know a good bit in advance figured out when was good for us and Jed went on the disabled list two days before we left of course okay. there you go with plantar fasciitis so got to go out and actually get to spend more time with him than I <laughs> yeah, planned yeah. on it just because he wasn't <laughs> at the ballpark as often and got to see the boys so that was my only trip to San Diego obviously we go every time he comes to Pittsburgh because it's an hour it's just an hour north of Morgantown so anytime that he plays there we would always go which kind of sucked when he was with San Diego because they only came east once a year right yeah and he so, debuted with the Cardinals against Pittsburgh didn't he I think so. Yes. Yeah. His, his first series with St. Louis was in Pittsburgh two years ago. So that so, had to be pretty cool then. That was awesome. It, it was great. And it's much easier to find Cardinals gear than Padres gear. <laughs> so that, that has been easier as well. Well, now they got the Hosmer. So, you know, they're, they're going to take over the league. So, you know, 
Don't speak too soon. <laughs> sure, there. So he has I, a I great. They do good. I like. I like the Padres. I yeah, like the are they? They're still a part of your heart, basically, because he was over there. Well, they first off they they drafted him. They gave him a chance to be a major league baseball player, and then they and then they gave him a crap ton of money. Yeah, that's very nice too. Right. Right. So yeah, people. A lot of people think they're like, "Do you guys hate the Padres?" And I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" Right. Like, I love those guys. No way. I was like, "They're my second favorite team." So he has the incredible rookie year, and then it sounds like really for the first time in his life, in his sophomore season, he starts to struggle. What was that like for you? It's the worst. You're watching him every night. It, not only that, it's it's the worst for me because it, I'm I'm kind of outspoken. Kinda, I like to have fun on Twitter. You know, we, we like to celebrate when he does well, and then I, it that that stunk. It, that was pretty eye opening. That it was like, oh, okay, these people. There's a lot of people out here that like just only care when the guys do well to help their team, and then when they don't, they're going to take it out on everyone. So yeah, it it was hard for him I talked to him a lot that season it was you know probably the most I've talked to him during the season just checking up seeing how he was doing went on the disabled list for the first time like really and missed a lot of time and yeah he, he did not have a did not have a great year there was a chance there towards the end of the year that he was wasn't going to hit over the Mendoza line which we were like man you can't have that happen so luckily he, he, he was demoted back. during part of the year right also he went Did, back to yeah, AAA, yeah yeah got demoted spent some time in the minor league so I think it was the first time in his career that he'd ever kind of had any setbacks because he had always been on this upward upward yeah. trend since, since he was five apparently yeah great minors great great rookie season then he gets the contract, and I think that played a little bit to do with it. You just anytime that somebody does something like that and gives you that much money, that adds a little bit of pressure to, you know, you want people to think you're worth it, and then it compounds the struggle. So it, baseball right. is very mental. I think that was the first time that it really you, you could see it taking a toll. So what? So he, he ahead, came boy. over here, and I mean, in 2016, he had a really great season, especially the second half. Do you think that maybe a change of scenery helped him? You know, what do you think kind of changed for him when he came over to the Cardinals? Yeah, I think it was a lot of that. I, I think it was it was getting out of Petco, maybe getting out of San Diego. Just his last year in San Diego was the year that they. Uh, had the crazy offseason where they signed everybody and made all those crazy trades and there was a lot of build up there and he was kind of one of the holdovers from you know the Padres teams that people didn't really like so once that team started to go down you know you could see that there was a lot of people there that started to point fingers like who's the problem what's going on so I think it was a little bit of just getting out of that situation but more so it was playing for the Cardinals it, and he was playing for a team and and he'll be the first to tell you and you guys I'm sure have heard from a lot of guys that have come from different places it's just different in St. Louis he loves it it's a packed house every night which in San Diego you know they're out of the playoffs you know as soon as the all-star break happens so you know right. you look at it like there's like 8,000 people, 12,000 people in the stands, and you're playing, you know, Colorado on a, a nothing game on Tuesday, and there's nobody there. Whereas, you know, you're in St. Louis. Luckily, I mean, they, they've had better seasons. They haven't made the playoffs, but they've been close in contention. So there's always been something to play for, and the energy of Bush Stadium is awesome. So how did that change for you? I mean, you find out he's traded to the Cardinals. So you have all this, what you've heard about St. Louis, but how did your expectations uh, match up with that? Like on Twitter, for example, you're very active on Twitter. I know that you took some abuse from Padres fans, but I'm sure you also had a lot of love. What What is it like going from one fan base to another? Well, there's a lot more fans now. Just, so, just Cardinals Twitter is just much bigger, is what you're saying. Best much tweeters bigger, in baseball. Much, much bigger. Uh, That's right. I don't know about that. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> no, actually, they've been they've been great, but 
I've toned it down to. So <laughs> that helps. When he, when he was first in the league with the Padres, you know, it was always like people would come at you and I would just fire back with them and get into disagreements. Whereas now, first up, people don't really do that that much, I think. There's either a certain level of respect or I've just been able to kind of tune it out better. Or let's face it, Jed's had two great years in St. Louis. He, he has, he has. He hasn't really gone through, a, you know, a, a prolonged time where he's, you know, hasn't played well and they've been in big spots, you know, to the point where you have people doing it. So I'm, I'm definitely not the kind of person that searches, searches it out. Like, I'm people have asked me all the time they're like do you search his name to see what people say about him and I'm like are you crazy right I was right. like why would I do yeah. that I was like I was like I I follow a certain amount of people I, there's a lot of people that maybe I don't even follow that I still interact with all the time you know and we've got a good relationship so I try to keep it that way I, there's really no point in going out there and arguing with people on the internet anymore but what does it what does it do to you? Maybe, and maybe you've changed this over the course of your career. It's not like you still don't get those comments or see those comments, even if you're not searching for them. Is is there a, a personal pain that's come, or or you've gotten immune to it, or anything like that that goes with it? Um, it depends. It depends on what it's about. Sometimes I'll fire back. I mean, I, I still, I mean, I'll still get into it with people every now and then, just because it's it's kind of entertaining. I, I'm not vicious that's not the kind of person that I am it's more fun it's more poking fun sometimes I do it just to just to bring it to light like for instance like over Christmas right this was probably the most recent one that people seem to get a kick out of and people seem to like and became a thing for a while Jed gave me a right the journey the journey I know what you're talking about the the Little League World Series games up in Williamsport he had a home run in that one and had family on the patch. I thought that was that was amazing. Like it was one of my favorite gifts that I've gotten in a long time just because of what it means and what it symbolizes. So I took a picture of it and posted and like Big Benjamin is it Hochman or Hochman? It doesn't matter what it is. <laughs> Whatever. Ben from the St. Louis Post Dispatch, who's cool and uh, I like him. You know, and he posted, like, this is cool, you know, and he tagged me on it, like, this is a really cool Christmas gift. So, like, I was just looking at that, and I was getting ready to say thank you to him and scroll down to reply, like, hey, man, thanks, you know, appreciate it, this is cool. And the first comment was some dude saying, I don't understand what's so special about it. You'd think you'd give his brother free stuff all the time. He should have auctioned this off for charity if he really meant <laughs> yeah. to do well with it. Right. That's ridiculous. So, right. I could have just saw that and laughed it off and been like man like y'all are assholes but instead I decided to just retweet it and then had some fun with the guy and then it really took off and then like a bunch of people (laughs) which I I wasn't anticipating but a lot of people seemed to jump on that guy and and take, I did, I, and, it, and it became a thing. <laughs> I don't know if I ever responded to him, but I know I, I, I did write Randy because I wrote a joke of my own, and I, I had to make sure that you knew. I'm just yeah. joking because the mind was like, "Oh, yeah. look, he gave his brother dirty laundry for Christmas. That's nice, or something <laughs> like that." No, I yelled at that guy several times on, <laughs> for that one. <laughs> Actually, that may have been the first time that I ever saw Lauren on Twitter was going off on, on the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there was. There was a lot of people, and it wasn't just, you know, people that I've interacted with all the time. I mean, it, it was it was people that I'd heard of that were like, you know, that just got on the guy. Like, I, I, I started to feel bad, and then he, you know, he kept going. Like, Oh, he defended it, yeah. Mm-hmm. He told me something. He told, yeah. me to, he told me to that he was going to pray for me to be a better person. Yeah, well, that's nice of him. Yeah. But, which I thought was interesting. Like, yeah. I was like, I accept your prayers, but I'm not quite sure what exactly I did to get better. I just posted something that I was proud of and then <laughs> pointed out that you didn't think it was that special. So, Well, rest assured, however much you feel the need to defend him, uh, I would believe you, you may be brother, you may be blood, but Lauren here actually is probably the number one defender of Jed. I think she does search his name out and go yell at I people. <laughs> so I think it works out well that way. Uh, so, But let me ask you that uh, 
it, it, time comes for every baseball player to, to fade away. At some point, there's going to be fair criticism of Jed to, to sit the bench or, or uh, you know, he doesn't have it anymore. It's time to retire or something like that. Is this something that you feel that you can fairly discern or is it just going to be too close for you to to be able to be rational about? Yeah, well, no, I think it'll be it, – a lot of it's – context it depends on when it happens you know if, if something were physically or something were to happen and he just fell off a cliff here in the next year or so then yeah that, that, that'd be a pretty tough pill to swallow but you know if he's able to have a pretty lengthy career and you know move on and gets to the point where he's you know 34 35 36 years old and he's still doing it then yeah i think i'll be all right with it mm, okay interesting it, it, there's there's so much as a family member that the, the excitement when a player is good and the helplessness when they're not going well that oh. it, you know it's 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 almost like when a loved one is sick and it's almost more painful for the for the people watching a loved one be sick than it is for the loved one so I I can't imagine what it's like for you to sign on Twitter and and uh, every time he might strike out <laughs> what what comes across your timeline or whatever. It, yeah, it, it it does. I mean, you're always going to have that just because, like I said, like we, we take a lot of pride when he does something well. And, you know, I'm sure that you have seen it. Like every time he hits a home run, there's Dig it know, out. There's 12 yeah. different jerkos that have accounts that are immediately hashtagging. 35 percent of my stuff, followers so. have the last name jerko. Yeah, that's 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 probably a safe estimate. <laughs> but. So, yeah, so naturally there's always going to be the people that are like, I'm sick of hearing about this, and a lot of them are, uh, a lot of them are pirate fans. Really? You know, Interesting. Because, well, because they like Jed, and a lot of times, like, I'm cool with them on the other sports because, like, we're, we're really big Pittsburgh Penguins fans. Right, you're both so, like, I'll follow a lot stuff, of those guys, man. and we'll talk hockey, and then I just, I'm not going to unfollow them when baseball season starts. So then out of nowhere, like, you know, he'll hit a home run, and then the next time out, like, he'll ground in a double play, and, like, there will always be some smartass that'll be, like, no no ding it out, no no double play it out or something like that, and, <laughs> and, and I just get a good chuckle and then move on. You know, I got to say, there was one time last year, and I thought it was hilarious. I don't remember the situation, but, uh, but the Penguins were playing, and Jed was up in a in an important spot, like, runners on and stuff like that, and, he, and I believe he got a hit. And your Twitter thing pops up with commentary on the Penguins. I was like, I know what he's watching. Okay, I get it. Well, I, I watch them both. Yeah, you're a lot of flipping back and forth. Well, we do, I do. Um, I'll do the the MLB at bat app, and I'll watch the Cardinal. I'll watch the Cardinals game on the iPad, and then I'll have the Penguins, especially if it's the playoffs game. Like if it's Stanley Cup playoffs, then that that goes on the big screen, and then baseball goes on the iPad. So, so what's that like watching your brother over a hundred times a year? Because I got to say, like my sister works in a bank. If I watched her work over a hundred times a year, I think I'd go a little crazy. <laughs> Wait, I don't even like going to work myself over a right. hundred times a year. So to watch my brother <laughs> go to work, but it, it's it's cool. I mean, it's obviously I'm just watching baseball. I just have a, a lot more vested interest in four or five at bats a game and every ball hit to him but other than that I just enjoy watching the game so so I, one, I, have, the, I have the alert set up so I, I don't, I'm not going to say that I sit here and I watch the entire game because that's not happening but I'll get the alert when he's on deck if I'm doing something else and then I'll sit down and I'll stay for his at bat and I'll go about my life after that so we are we're, we're at time we're running a little bit over I didn't know Lauren if you had any questions you really wanted to get in or anything like that um I can't think of any right now I think I am good okay so tell me what you want what you want the world to know about Jed and or your family or anything like that or, or the Cardinal Nation to know Wait, only 40 people are going to listen to this so what about those 40 people <laughs> do you want to, to know oh I don't know I, I really don't I just I wish more people understood that uh all these guys are where they are because they're they're a special breed of, of human being and you, you see a, you see a lot of times like it'll pop up on my timeline or a little pop up in some of those articles that people write where it's like 
man, some people just look like they care more and these other guys just don't really care and they don't really, it doesn't bother them to lose. And that kind of stuff cracks me up because I'm like, if you guys knew any of these people, if you actually knew anything about them, you, you would know that while you thought that person didn't care whether or not they won this one baseball game for three and a half hours, if you saw them immediately after that, like, they would race you to an Uber to win. <laughs> so I, I, I think a lot of people mistake um, guys that aren't raw-raw all the time as not caring as much as others. Whereas you just said, he's the most competitive person you know. He he wants it every at-bat. And, and, and you'll see that fire, and it's funny because I've, I've seen people say the thing. Like, I've seen people the last couple of years being like, Yachty doesn't look like he cares. And I'm like, do you not watch Do you not watch baseball? I was like, that, that dude, when something happens, looks like he is more involved in the game than anybody else out there. Absolutely. I can't imagine someone saying that about yeah. Yachty. And I see that, and I've, I mean, I've even seen people say they're like, I mean, usually Tommy Pham gets worldwide acclaim for giving a shit. Yeah. Because he does look like that he gives a shit. I mean, he, he wears it on his sleeve, which I think is awesome because he, he's more like me personality than even what Jed is. But even at times, they're like, he, they're like, he doesn't even look like he's running for that fly ball. And I'm like, maybe that's because the center fielder called it early. And, <laughs> yeah. And, he's just, and he's just going and taking like a different route to the ball. Like, I, I really think that people like just because they watch these guys on TV and you know now especially with Twitter that you can voice your opinion out there that you can watch the game and you can make an assumption on these guys based on you know the one inning that you watched in the middle of May. So I and I I meant to ask this earlier, so I have to ask it, Jed, and I'm not just saying this. Jed, I think, seems to be one of the smarter players on the Cardinals. He seemed to be one of the people that uh, kind of adapted the analysis to say, well, I need to change my swing because fly balls are better. I've, I've read a lot of stuff with uh, Jed concerning that, that he's, he's actually transformed or changed since he's become a Cardinal uh, to improve his hitting. At the same time, and I haven't read anything to, um, to, to know what the change is, but his fielding has gone from, yeah, he's a capable fielder at these three positions for the Padres to he's a true plus defender in this last year for the Cardinals. Do you know anything about that or, or what his, his offseason work is like or or how he's maybe a student of the game to have these kind of improvements? It's, it's, it's pretty funny because I've actually asked him that because I've had him on our show. Like I, I do a statewide radio show a couple nights a week here. You know, and in the off season, we'll have him come in, and you know, I'll try to ask questions that people ask me about him, and I'll say stuff like that, and I'll say, you know, we'll talk about launch angles and stuff like that, and he kind of chuckles and he's like, yeah, we pay attention to it and we get stuff, and I do it. He goes, but honestly, I decided that I wanted to hit the ball in the air because I'm slow. <laughs> he goes, and it's he goes, and it's pointless to just keep hitting the ball on the ground if you're not going to beat out ground balls. Goes, so I had a better chance of being successful if I realized that I needed to work on my swing so that I could elevate the ball more. Interesting. I mean, the man had six stolen bases. He also drops 15 pounds right this off season. I mean, Jed yeah, actually looks scary this year. He looks scary. I've seen a lot of people say that they don't recognize him now, which I think is is funny. And then I actually, and I was like. I was like, I didn't think he was that different just because he's still my brother. I mean, I'd noticed that he had a personal trainer, and, you know, we talked about that, and I'd noticed that he was looking better, and he said he feels great. But, you know, it was yeah. still dead to me. But then you see pictures, and you see people, you know, kind of comment, and I'm like, wow, he really does look different. And some of those pictures, like, I was like, yeah, like he, he looks – he looks younger. Like, he looks a lot different, so... I, I think he lost a chin, man. I mean... <laughs> yeah. There was one picture they posted of the guys at spring training recently that I just kind of passed through, and then somebody, um, like, wrote on the picture saying, like, wow, Jed's lost a lot of weight. I was like, that's Jed? I, I scrolled through this picture, like, five times and didn't even realize it was him. Yeah, was I, that, I, that I agree. They posted, they posted, like, four pictures of dudes, and... And I looked down there, and one guy said, when did Jed get the tattoos? He looks like a bodybuilder. And, and I, I had his bill that. take, and I said, yo, that's Tyler O'Neill." I was like, yeah. Jed's the other one. He's the one who feels like a 
Yeah, no, Jed looks a lot better, but let's not compare him to Tyler O'Neill. Okay? No. Tyler O'Neill looks like a comic book character up there. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I don't want to keep you any longer, although I, I could do this all day, um, and I'm sure that you don't want to do this all day. But um, I really appreciate... Say what now? I said, no, I'm cool. So everyone in my family has been asleep for hours. Hours. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Um I, I really appreciate you coming on and talking with us. It's, it's fascinating to find kind of the behind the scenes from it. Because, you know, we as fans, we look at these people on TV two hours a night competing against the very best. So when you say, hey, this player sucks or that player sucks, it's like, <laughs> yeah, the top 500 players, you know, he may be number 400, but that's number 400 in the world. He's still an amazing player. You know, that's yeah. that's that's how that works. And, and, and to know that they're going through these they're, they're not the machines that we depict they're going through these mental things and their families are going through these mental things along with the player um, it, it must be thrilling and agonizing all at the same time so uh, folks you need to follow Randy on Twitter if you don't already he's at Goose Jerko um, Goose Is being his gonna, nickname you're going to get a lot of West Virginia sports you're you will you're yeah, you a lot will. Of off, off the wall comments. Personally, I mute them, so I suggest that. That's fine. Yeah, I, spoil, I, I enjoy him, Randy. I'll, I'll spoil Game of Thrones for you. I don't, about, I don't care if you're mad about it. I've already watched it. I had somebody the other day. I was talking about it, and they said, "Oh, don't spoil like." And I was like, "Which part do you not want me to spoil?" And they're like, "Any of it." And I was like, "I can't talk about season one." And they said, "No." And I was like, "That was nine years ago, dude." <laughs> I said, get on it. <laughs> right, right. And uh, update me when I'm allowed to talk again. <laughs> right. But uh, no, no, I, I appreciate it. This has been a lot of fun. No, it's been it's been great, and you're a great follow because this is someone who's actually going to interact with the fans and actually give you a perspective that the rest of us are going to be missing while we're sitting on our couches um, weighing 800 pounds and yelling at athletes. So um, it's it's fantastic, really. Uh, thank you very much, Randy. Thank you, Lauren. I hope that uh, a thrill ran up your leg or something like that when you're thank actually you so talking to a Jericho me. person. <laughs> um, I, I don't know who's going to be next for Birds on the Black, but we have some exciting uh, people lined up, and it's going to be all sorts of different exciting perspectives because here we get the older brother perspective, but can you imagine what it's like to be a daughter or a parent or uh, or anything else that goes in it? I mean, it's it's all a different mindset for all these people, So, and they've all had different trials and successes in their career, so I think it's going to be a really fun series, and, I'm, and Randy was the one that inspired me to think of the series also, just because he's so active in it and out there, and, and it's just a fascinating talk. So thanks again, uh, and everybody have a good night, and uh, I look forward to tomorrow, our first spring training game, when I can uh, talk about how much Jed sucks when he grounds out in spring training. <laughs> That's right. Awesome. So, <laughs> anyway, have a good night, everyone. Thank you very much. Okay. I'm sure that they'll cut it there, or they'll keep it playing, and it won't matter for the 40. Thanks again. Yeah, Thanks man, again. no problem. This is great. Yeah, this is awesome. Nice talking to you. It so, was nice to be, you know, I would say nice to meet you. I didn't really get to meet you, but it was nice talking to you, too. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll, I'll, we'll see you online, and uh, I don't know when this is going to be posted because uh, this is this is the sort of idea that we kind of want to get three or four in the bank. Sure. Because we're, we're thinking that other people are also going to be like, quick, find a relative so that we can do the same thing. Um <laughs> And there's you just a conf- interview all, just interview all of Jed's family. Yeah, right. We'll just move on. We'll just move on. That'll be perfect. Um, but yeah, so I don't I don't really know when they're going to post it. I literally just upload the file and, and walk away. And we'll put your your picture that you gave us on there. Thanks a lot for that. And uh, yeah, this was a pleasure. And I hope we do it again soon. And by yeah. the way, I am not as crazy as this guy is making me out to be. Okay, I don't want you to like tell Jed because I talked to this crazy fan of yours today. Do, do you see? No, did, did Jed have any idea you were doing this? He had no idea, right? No, I I haven't talked to him in a, probably about a week. I yeah, texted him when he I texted him when he got down to Florida and asked him how Florida was, and he sent me a picture of a golf course. <laughs> Excellent. I told him that I hated him because it was snowing here when that happened. So. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm down here in Florida, and trust me, it's okay. We're doing all right. Uh, well, weather-wise. Weather-wise, yeah. been raining here for like a week straight. No, no. We have, it was like 75 degrees tonight. It was beautiful. So, yeah, don't worry on that. 
But yeah. anyway, thank you, and I hope maybe we can do something in season, especially if something happens with Jed. Um, uh, you know, All-Star Game or something like that. But, uh, yeah, I I think we can have a pretty cool conversation here. Because I, I, I don't even know if you realize, you know, um, how much... How I, people think you are cool because you're related to Jed, and I know that sounds weird. Like that's know, that's your value. Bizarre. I hate it. Yeah, I bet because I'm sure it's like it's the value of being Jed Jerko's brother and not being yourself, being Randy. Well, but and nothing makes me when I say nothing, but I get really happy when someone's like, "Man, you're an awesome follow on on Twitter. Like you made me laugh. Like you say some pretty funny stuff." Because then I'm like, "All right, cool, thanks, man. I appreciate that." Okay. And then some people are like, "Man, I follow you every time Jed does something," and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> "I'm like, yeah, I mean, thanks, but like." <laughs> I don't even follow Jed. I follow every Jerko except for Jed because he tweets once every six months. It doesn't mean anything not, to me. He's not active on Twitter. I keep trying to tell him that he needs to get on it. He keeps saying that he's going to. No, man, you put him on Twitter and stuff will start happening and he'll say something slightly wrong and then, you know, people will go crazy yeah. or something like that. He's, he's smart about it, too. He's got He's got a really good just mental philosophy on the whole thing. Like, he doesn't pay attention to it. Like, you know how people say, you know how always, athletes always say, like, I don't read anything, I don't do this stuff. Like, he really doesn't. Like, he doesn't care. He's like, man, I'm getting my money. I'm playing sports <laughs> that I love. You know what he's really good at? I get done with the game. I go home. Like, he really doesn't, like, it. Because if he were like me, because I go crazy. Like, if he goes, like, 0 for 6, like, I can't sleep that night. Like, like I'm like, my God, what's wrong? And, like, I'll talk to him, and he'll be like, what? I'm like, you're in a funk. He's like, no, I'm not. He's, I'll be fine. <laughs> no, I'm the same it, way, though. I get upset when he goes like, oh, you're right. Like, Lord, you can't sleep at night. Exactly. I really can. I'm like, Jed, what are you doing? <laughs> we worry about my dad. Like, if Jed has like a bad two weeks, like, I'll call dad and he'll be like, I haven't slept in like three nights. I was like, dude, you're going to have like, you're going to go to the hospital. Like, Seriously, that's got to put some pressure on Jed. Get a double. Your dad goes to the hospital. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> You know what he's really good at? He's really good at the post-game interview. He's someone who almost looks like he's had like some sort of actual media training, or maybe he just took it to heart as he's opposed to other better. players. Um, okay, yeah, I, I didn't watch Jed Jerko in San Diego. I don't know. But he's, he's, uh, he's very composed, and he doesn't say – he knows what to say without being controversial, which is, which is a skill that I don't think a lot of people appreciate. If, if he's having problems with a clubhouse or on a team or anything like that, you don't know it from watching Jed. He's able to keep it all yeah. uh, internal and yeah. inside and all that kind of yeah, stuff. He's, he skated last year when there was – you know, there was that turmoil where I – I think Tommy said something like chess club. Yeah. Pick it up. Like, yeah. To pick it up. Like people. Were gonna, and then everyone was like, man, like, I can't believe he would say that. And like the night before someone asked Jed something and Jed was like, we're not good enough right now. Like from, from multiple levels, he goes, we're, we're just not good enough right now. We're not a good baseball team. We have no business being in the race because we're not playing the way that we need to play. And, like, no one said anything about it. And I was just – because when I heard that, I was like, oh, man. I, I, like, I remember that. I was really surprised, I was like, too. I was like, people are going to go crazy. They're going to be like, what's this dissension in the locker room? And he just yeah. skated. Like, I don't remember it. I would have called him out. That That's really upsetting <laughs> for me. Yeah. I'm excited he about He just that. came out and he just said, we're not good enough. And then, like, the, the next day, Tommy said, like, we need more people to care. We're not, hold, you know, pulling our weight. And it blew up. Yeah, the thing about Tommy is, you know, when his time comes where he goes into a slump or something like that, everything he says and does is going to go from being this awesome thing to just that's, getting him trashed, and that's going to be a brutal time. But, it's my uh, biggest worry for him because he's a cool dude. Like, yeah. Jed likes him, likes him, loves the competitiveness, loves the fires. So he's a good dude, but he's like, yeah, he goes like, if he doesn't have the same kind of year that he had last year, then people are going to revolt like yeah he goes not us he goes not yeah us. he's like but a lot of people are going to be like why are you posting all these pictures of yourself working out right why are you and it's like man like yeah like the dude's striving to be great and he's outspoken about being good like but they all want to do that it's just not a lot of people say it yeah so I, i'm with you like I, I i worry that if he struggles out of the gate it could become an issue 
yeah, well, the team will probably struggle out of the gate if we've seen anything in the past years, but that's another story. Um, <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> so, you guys last year. Right, you know, so we, uh, two seconds spoiled. unspoiled. I, I watch 20 years of the Pirates fucking lose him every year. And then watch the, <laughs> <laughs> I know. And then, and then watch the Padres be jack fucking shit. For three years. <laughs> and they and then we get to St. Louis, and they were like one game out of the playoffs his first year there. And I was like, this is the greatest baseball season that I've watched since I was like <laughs> nine years old when Barry Bonds played for the Pirates. And like, we're all on Twitter incredible. going crazy about how and terrible it is. everyone in St. Louis, yeah. they get rid of everyone on the team, and they wanted to fire every single coach, and they wanted the DeWitts to sell the team. And I was just like, my God, like if you people had to deal with what I've dealt with right. as a fan. And that's what I tell people. suicidal. That's what I tell people on Twitter all the time. I'm like, we are so spoiled. Like, okay, two years without postseason, obviously, okay, that sucks. But, I mean, look at other teams around baseball. Like, I mean, we could have been like the Giants, for example, last year who, you know, were terrible. Like, there's so many teams that had it so much worse than us. And they, I don't know, everyone on Twitter is just freaking out over every little thing. That's what people do. I, I, I take a different oh, yeah. thing about spoiled. Yeah, they do. They freak out over weird stuff, and everybody goes too far with the hyperbole and the and the burn Bush Stadium stuff down. And I mean, I do it too, but it's as as a joke. <laughs> but but uh, the thing is, is that you know, if you're going to pay hundreds yeah. and hundreds of dollars to go to a team, you're going to have certain expectations of that team. And so, right. yeah, you're you're spoiled. But you, yes. it, this is you, and this is the team has to play to a certain amount before you spend your hard earned money and go into it. So, uh, amen. You know, Right, like I get it. I get it. spoiled. Spoiled can mean different things. I mean, it's like I'm talking like as a baseball fan. Like I haven't watched a team that I root for be good literally since I was nine. Yeah, you yeah. know those teams that I was. Yeah, we must be around the same age, but uh, I grew up with the Doug Drabeck Pirates, right? Yeah, the Andy Van Slyke Pirates, and, and Barry Bonds, and yeah, Bobby and, and the Cardinals Slyke. finished second every year to the Pirates. And I got to tell you, you went through those twenty years, and I'm still not over the early nineties. Okay, I'm still not okay <laughs> with the Pirates in any way. So. Oh, um, I don't like them now. <laughs> no, no, those Al Martin years though; those were pleasurable for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Al Martin, Kevin Young, <laughs> yeah, Kevin Young, Jason Bennett. When they would sign like one guy for thirty billion dollars, and their payroll was shot for six years. That's those are the, the old days of baseball. It so they would sign like a third baseman for fifteen million dollars, and then the rest of the four infielders made like a million. Right. Yeah, Jeff King back in those days. Yeah. So, but I say that like. Because I'm a Penguins fan, and we've won five cups and since 1991. So I get it. Like, I understand where Cardinals fans are because, like, if the yeah. Penguins, like, lose in the first round of the playoffs this year, like, I'm going to be devastated. I'm going to be like, well, what's going on? Like, what are they doing? Right, right. And, right. and you're going to look over at your $4,000 of Penguin gear and say, what did I buy all this for? I do have a lot of Penguins. <laughs> So. I still have a lot of I still have a lot of sweet Padres gear that I just wear when I like mow the grass and shit. Do you have like Jed baseball cards? Yeah. Do you really? Did you, Did yeah, you I seek them like, or did they some someone just give them uh, to you? Gave them to me. Oh, okay. Okay. He, my mom found a bunch and then like his agent sent him some, so he just handed them out. So like, yeah. My son has no idea like what's going on. Like, he's seven and he thinks it's totally normal to like go to Pittsburgh to watch a baseball game and like he gets to go down on the field and like take pictures before the game starts. That's so and, like, cool though. And like Jed gives him a ball every time we play and like he puts it in his glove and he just sits in there and like all these other kids are staring at Connor. Right. And he just right. walks down like, okay, that's my uncle, like have a good game. And like, people are just looking at us like what just happened? And I just had this look on my face like Yeah, I mean I'm I'm I don't know what to say. Like I just nod and like have a good game, and it it happens all the time. And he doesn't realize how cool it is. Like, right, right. Yeah, we used to go to games when we were younger and sit like in the upper deck and never. Oh, absolutely. Get, get, right. Yeah. Close to getting a foul ball. Right. When and you go to a game to, and pack the binoculars. Yes, exactly. And now, yeah. you know, he gets to go down and like, just, like picks him up and like he gets to like stand on the field and take pictures and give him a high five like before the game starts and he just thinks that's totally normal right well of course I get to do this yeah yeah, yeah. alright 
Doesn't everybody? <laughs> you know, not to compare your kids to this, but I've always thought about that, like, with, with royal dogs, right? Like the queen's corgis and the Some, life they must lead. <laughs> like, it's like... Some guy in Pittsburgh, one of the event staff guys in Pittsburgh last year, like, Colin started walking down, and the guy was like, I would need to change your, like, check your tickets. And it was, like, before the game started, and Jed was down there signing autographs with people. <laughs> and Colin was like, that's my uncle. I wanted you to say hi to him. And the guy just looked at him and just laughed, and he's like, no, like, you need to come here. And, like, I'm walking, I was like, oh, that's my son. And that guy goes, you guys need to show me your tickets. And I tried to explain it. I was like, we're just going to go down, see him real quick, take a picture, and then we're going to get our seats. And the guy was like, he's like, you can't just go down and see those guys. Like, they're good. they're getting ready to play. And I was like, that's my brother. <laughs> <laughs> and then the guy, and then the guy gave me this look, like, "Yeah, right." Right. Yeah. And I said, "I said, well, just come down with me real quick." And we went down, and I said, "Hey, Jed," and I yelled, and he goes, "What's up?" And I went down there, and he goes, "Colin," and said the kid's name, and all these people just stared at us, and that defense staff guy just went like, "I'm sorry." He goes, "I thought you were lying," and I was like, yeah. "I don't blame you." Yeah. Jed has <laughs> Jed has 15 game. brothers a game that show up here. Yeah, I'm sure. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, that, that's great. I love the behind-the-scenes stuff. Yeah, so, yeah, your son doesn't even know what's cool, and I'm, like, talking about it on a podcast going, oh, that's awesome, from my living room. So, yeah, you can tell him how envious I am. And you know, you were the second Cardinals person that I followed when Jed got traded. I That's, that's an honor for me. I'm going to get a number two jersey now. You want to know why? Someone told you. Yeah. Yeah. You and it was, I, uh, C70 or something recommended me. No, what's no? Because I, I followed the actual St. Louis Cardinals was the first one, and then and then I asked. I actually outsourced my Padres guys that I still like that I still follow and I still talk to them. Like I've actually did a podcast with the Padres and Pines guys last year. Just you know, just getting back together and everything. And I asked a bunch of them, and your name came up a couple of times, and I was like, all right, cool. With Padres guys? Yeah. You're kidding me. You're no. famous. <laughs> no. Some of them said you, and then there was the, that, uh, what's it, the Eugene? Eugene, yeah. Okay. I, I can't remember his, I can't remember his, Dennis something. Like, him and there was a couple others, and then some jackass told me to follow the uh, Best Fans in Baseball one. Oh, man. Uh, so I did that, and then I read it, and I was like, oh. and then like they saw that I followed them. And they pointed out, and I was like, oh, oh, like "What man. is this?" And then I realized, like, it was a Cubs thing. So I, I, I DM that dude that told me to follow them, and I told him that he was going to get blocked if he didn't unfollow me. That's nice, yeah. That's uh, <laughs> that that website is that lasted like a day and a half, and then I was like, "Oh, I understand. This is a parody. Like, this is stupid." Like, that's funny. That's funny. I'm sure you thought the same about me at some point. <laughs> no, I no, I like the sense of humor immediately. I, I got it quick. That's good because ninety like, percent of people don't. Yeah, yeah. And then, we I, the, uh, and then we did the DM article. That's right. Yeah, I think nine people read that. I was so disappointed. That was fun. I thought it was fun. You know, I was because I was uh, my car was broken down. I was like, hey, I'm <laughs> sitting here in a, in a shop. I'll just yeah. talk to you. Now. Yeah, you just asked me questions and I just answered them via DM and then you were about it. I, yeah. I read it like when you posted it, I read it and I was like, I was like, man, like, I was like, this is pretty cool. Like, this is really funny. And so my wife read it and even she laughed and I was like, all right, cool. We did something. <laughs> I was wondering who that second reader was. That's good. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Every now and then she'll support me. <laughs> man, I got to tell you. What's been upsetting for me is that I, uh, since Jed has joined the team, I don't think I've had a single good Jed joke in two years. Like, there are certain people, I can't find anything that I'm like, oh, man, I, I want to let, you know, like, Mike Leak did the shoplifting, and it was like, perfect. Mike Leak, that's going to be so easy. Every five days, I'm going to make a shoplifting joke, but I can't. I, it's driving me nuts. And, you know, everybody, there were trade rumors about Jed this offseason, and I can't let the guy go before I find something that amuses me, and it's driving me crazy. Just out of curiosity, like, who all is, like, Jed the closest with on the team? Like, who does he hang – are there any guys he, like, hangs out with, like, outside of, you know, the games or anything like that? 
Well, he and obviously him and Brandon Moss were super tight. Right. And, and that was my joke that I lost on him because I used to make yeah. jokes about the two of them and I lost yeah. that one. They, yeah. They were, they, they were really close. Like, he talked to him a lot last year when Moss was in Kansas City and everything. I, he likes Colton. He likes Garcia a lot. He, he and Garcia hang out a lot. Gotcha. He, I think he's cool with everybody. Like, I don't. I can't imagine not being cool with Jed. He's not really going to say anything. He's he seems not, like a laid back guy, right? He's yeah. not super laid back. He just kind of does his own thing. Like he's competitive and he's really self confident. Like you kind of have to be cocky to be a professional athlete. If, if you don't have right. the so, thinking so, that you're going to succeed so yeah, at the top level, then you're not going right, to make so it. He thinks he's the best player on the team, but I don't think he verbalizes that or anything. So that's good. That's going to be the headline for this, by the way. Jed Jerker right. thinks he's the best on the team. So. <laughs> yeah. Because all 25 of them do. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to go to bed so that I can uh, wake up in time to call in for work tomorrow. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> nice meeting you guys. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a good night. Relatively speaking, it's relatively speaking. The birds on the planet blog gives you relatively speaking. <laughs>